What do you see in your clouds? Revelation 1.7 says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Everyone who pierced him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. In the Bible, clouds are always connected with God. Clouds are those sorrows or sufferings or providences within or without our personal lives, which seem to dispute the rule of God. It is by those very clouds that the Spirit of God is teaching us how to walk by faith. If there were no clouds, we should have no faith. The clouds are but the dust of our Father's feet. The clouds are a sign that He is there. What a revelation it is to know that sorrow and bereavement and suffering are the clouds that come along with God. God cannot come near without clouds. He does not come in clear shining. It is not true to say that God wants to teach us something in our trials. Through every cloud he brings, he wants us to unlearn something. His purpose in the cloud is to simplify our belief until our relationship to him is exactly that of a child. God and my own soul. Other people are shadows. Until other people become shadows, clouds and darkness will be mine every now and again. Is the relationship between myself and God getting simpler than ever it has been? There is a connection between the strange providences of God and what we know of him. And we have to learn to interpret the mysteries of life in the light of our knowledge of God. Unless we can look the darkest, blackest fact full in the face without damaging God's character, we do not yet know him. They feared as they entered the cloud. Is there anyone, save Jesus only, in your cloud? If so, it will get darker. You must get to the place where there is no one anymore, save Jesus only. experience I'd say this is definitely true because it's almost as if everything that humans have been learning since Adam and Eve first sinned are things that we have to let go of it's from our birth everything we've learned in our own understanding is what keeps us from God and for me when I was 30 years old and I actually met God face to face, I started to see I just had to unlearn so many things. I had to unlearn 30 years of living. And it's that simple in pretty much every way. When I'm doing something, 
according to something I've learned on my own or according to the understanding of man or something that just solely relies on man, man's own strength. And that's what I've learned. When I enter into the clouds and there is a reliance on something else except Jesus, I'll be stuck in that cloud for a long time until I realize, until I see. Not Jesus in my mess, but walking on my mess and then meeting him above the sin I'm struggling in. It's not about the desire to pull Jesus below, but it's about my desire to rise above my situation, my circumstance, to rise above that to Jesus. He showed me in so many storms how I just need to get out of the storm and come walk with him. He's walking on top of the storm. I can try and swim as good as I can. I can I can backstroke in my swim. I can I can do the breaststroke. I can be the best Olympic swimmer in sin. I'm still in the swim. I'm still in the sin. Jesus wants me to walk on top of it. Not to be dominated by it, but to walk with him on top of it. To rise above. And so that's how I understand when Oswald says, unless we can look the darkest, blackest fact in the face without damaging God's character, we do not yet know him. As long as I'm expecting Jesus to to get in the yuck with me instead of obeying his call for me to get out of the yuck, I don't know him because I'm not there with him. So I want to encourage you today. Rise above. Rise above. Your circumstance isn't you. It doesn't have to be you, at least. You can rise above it and walk on top of it with Jesus. God bless you.